Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of Radio Free Professional Wrestling. Yes, we're about to preview AEW Double or Nothing, but the better question is, David going Double or Nothing in the Churchill Cup. David, how you doing? Good afternoon, everyone. How are we? Um, or good morning, good evening, good night, depending on when you're listening to us. Um, yeah, I'm all right, mate. It's a nice warm afternoon here in Cambridgeshire, UK. Um, I'm a little bit tired. I had a gig last night. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for double. I am ready for double or nothing. That's for sure. Well, my question to you is: Are you gonna perform better than Johnny Elite? Or are you gonna be Johnny somebody else? <laughs> yes, there was a couple of notable squashes on AEW television this week. Um, I watched Rampage this morning and pleasantly and happily surprised to see Big Demo come out. And then I was like, oh, maybe not Demo. I hope they paid you well. Well, David, no time to waste. We're going straight into the control center to catch you up on a very eventful week in professional wrestling. <laughs> this is your Radio Free Pro Wrestling Control Center. All the wrestling news you need to know. Just in case you've been living underneath a rock, David, this past week on Monday Night Raw, the current, or I should say former women's tag team champions, Sasha Banks and Naomi, walked out of that taping of Raw, and it's been a week of WWE putting them six feet under and then removing WWE from their Twitter accounts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very interesting stuff. It's funny, they stood up to the man, and they got shot down in flames, haven't they? I mean, obviously, it depends on what you believe and what you've, you know, what we've read and what we know and what we don't know. But one thing's for certain, the, the obvious thought was when it happened on Monday slash Tuesday morning, everyone thought, oh, it's a work, it's a work, it's a work. Doesn't seem so much now, does it? I know, like, three or four days later and all the reports you hear from, like, Fightful, Figure Four Online, what seemed to be... <laughs> This is some kind of work has become, oh, hey, Sasha has took her ball and went home yet again. Yeah, I mean, one of my, I, I get it, we get it over here, probably sort of like about 12 hours late, but I always listen to Brian Alvarez normally when I go to bed at night. And, you know, when he's starting to say, no, they've, you know, they've done this. And it looks like they possibly dropped the ball because WWE have utterly alienated them. They won't sell their merchandise, so they make no money from merch. You know, they standing up for their principles obviously has a cost. Exactly, David. Now, booking this week in WWE Wrestling News, on Friday, late in the day, it was announced that Stephanie McMahon was taking a leave of absence for her position as, like, the head branding officer of WWE. And Khan is taking more of a role in WWE. As it seems like, as the story I was reading through Fightful and Free For Online, is a lot of people in Stephanie's office was let go in the last run of budget cuts. 
Yeah, interesting one. Um, Nick Khan taking uh, Stephanie's responsibilities. I'm not sure that's a good thing for the company. Personally, because whether you like Miss Stephanie or not, she comes from wrestling background. She knows wrestling. She's obviously been around the business her entire life. Nick Khan, not so much. So I understand why Stephanie's possible. In theory, Stephanie's done it. If what they're saying is, is to be believed, she's just stepping back to look after the family. I respect that immensely in her. Um, I'm not so sure that that's the real reason. You know, this gives you more smoke for a fire that the WWE might be moving towards getting ready to sell to another company because you got Stephanie taking a lesser role. You got Triple H with his health conditions taking a lesser role. And Nick Khan is just taking over, over, over. And his history is the... Bill Covey's up right before a sell. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I I really don't know what to say. Um, yeah, I mean, with Hunter moving moving to the side as well, maybe it was inevitable for the family reasons. You know, you finally got a chance after all these years to be at home with the kids. Can they do it? Do they want to do it? Will they turn up on AEW television? Who knows? I suppose we'll get to find out. Well, speaking of people showing up on AEW television, I'm doubting that Will Ospreay is going to be at this Vendora episode, as it seems like him and Kenny Omega are having a disagreement because in an interview that was conducted with Will Ospreay, Ospreay has mentioned that he is not a friend of Kenny Omega at the moment because apparently he feels Kenny Omega is two-faced. Oh, that's just pure, pure and simple work. No, 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 no doubt about it. Um... That Osprey and Osprey and um, Omega have um, exchanged, shall we say, um, social media expletives. Previously, they have history together. Just pure work. They're, they're two of the best all-round performers. The Osprey now, who's cutting back um, from total aerial stuff, I really, really like. He's actually wrestling more. Um, there's less of the high-flying, which is great, because I don't want to see him kill himself. You know, he, he's right up there. They were the best in the world, has been for ages, and more Osprey for me, and I'm glad he's on the Forbidden Door card. Okay, so our next news story, it gives us a bit of concern as we're looking at the Warner Butters discovery upfronts and the lack of AEW being in New York for these upfronts. Because originally, there was supposed to be a big AEW factor in these upfronts, and since the changeover to Discovery, it was totally turned back, and John Cena had more of a present than AEW in these upfronts. Yeah, I mean, this is something you know more about. This hasn't been widely reported over here in the UK. So I've got to lead with you on this one. But if Cena's getting involved, then you smell publicity and you smell media. I don't want to get in your swear jar, but bull stuff. Because I'm not a fan of Cena when he gets all media orientated. Um, Again, you're probably the more expert to speak on this. You know, your thoughts are probably more prevalent here. Well, they did show a big poster of the key shows on each night and luckily on Wednesday night they showed AEW being the prime spot for advertisers but it's just interesting that they didn't have like Adam Page they didn't have Britt Baker there some kind of representation and John Cena's there because of Wipeout if Wipeout is getting representation why can't AEW? Maybe, maybe they just don't consider wrestling a driving force that's the only thing that I can obviously think of. But we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. I mean, Cena's now a household name with his movie work. But, and, and obviously the series of Peacemaker that um, that made worldwide network television. Um, so Cena's more a familiar face. 
And let's face it, if you're going to name AEW's two primary stars that you're going to have on, it wouldn't be Adam Page or Britt Baker anyway. Surely it would be Punk and Danielson. Um, even though at the moment neither of them have any gold. Now the thing was, these efforts was on a Wednesday, and they were taping Dynamite live in Houston, so maybe that's the reason why they didn't have a bigger presence. But still, it's kind of interesting. We'll keep an eye on this. So, one more story before we head on to the next section. Back last week, Sheeta went to Twitter going like, <laughs> how in the world am I injured? Because if you remember last week, AEW pulled her from the Old Heart Women's Tournament, saying that she was injured from the Philadelphia Street Fight. Now, Sheeta went on to clarify that she was back in Japan and missed a date to get rechecked before the tournament, and that was the reason she got pulled. But still, I feel like this is a little miscommunication between one of your top women's stars and your company. I think there's more to that, but to be fair. I think you're being very polite when you say miscommunication. To say that they're injured, maybe, just maybe, let's let's face it, I'd call it Big Swole Syndrome. When you upset Tony Khan, he, um, he looks like he's got, He's got a spine, so I have a feeling there's a little bit more to this than meets the eye. Um, however, um, if it meant that we got that appalling joker for, for Wednesday night because of this, I, you know, I'd, I'd vote Sheeta all the time. Well, David, let's slide over to the 76 questions where we will address AEW's selection of said jokers. <laughs> It's time for the stunning six questions. All of the whys and what have they done now? Hopefully, Sean and David can make sense of it. Okay, David, stunning question number one. I'm taking you all the way back to Monday Night Raw. They had a cage match between almost and Bobby Lashley, and they decided they didn't want to pin either one of these guys, so they decided to have almost toss Bobby Lashley through the cage door. And wait a minute, if you step off that cage piece, you win the match. So both these guys look kind of stupid you've, you've answered your own question again you've done it again um yeah who writes this i mean genuinely who writes this you know how do you escape how do you win a cage match if it's anything other than escaping the cage first it needs to be specified you know it's so occasionally you've seen cage matches that can only be won by a fall or a submission because it's to keep shenanigans out of out of the match but this was stupid. It was stupid booking. And it didn't... It wasn't a great match. I've seen this match. It wasn't a great match anyway. Because Osmosis is green as the gills. And Lashley can be clunky unless he mixes... Unless he actually out and out gels with his with his opponent. Yeah, it wasn't good. Really wasn't good, Sean. And it was awful booking. You've answered your own question. David, they have a pay-per-view coming up in a couple of weeks called Hell in a Cell. They could literally save this match to Hell in a Cell. Yeah. And, and I might have bought the <laughs> any better because it would have been at a special event. And you go, oh my God, it's strong. Almost tossed Bobby Lashley for the, the thing. But yeah, you're right. My second thought is, out of these two people, who's going to make you more money? The answer is Bobby Lashley. So yeah. Bobby Lashley should have been put over stronger in that match. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I mean, they they seem to be wanting to build osmosis, but his lack of ability lets, you know, doesn't doesn't help with that. You look, I, I, I'll make a comparison. Wardlow, he isn't brilliant in the ring, but AEW have built him slowly and sensibly and took it another step further this week with Dynamite on how to build a massive bloke as babyface or heel, it doesn't matter. Um, but this was, yeah, you're right with Hell in the Cell because now no one's going to care. 
And if they'd have pulled this off at Hell in a Cell, it would have stunk, but at least it was on a pay-per-view stinking, not Monday Night Raw, which double stinks. Well, it would have been nice if they had a faction they could put almost in that where they can use him as, like, an enforcer. You yeah. know, maybe some something like Bobby Lashley... MVP, Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin. Oh, wait a minute. The Hurt Business, like a year ago. He could use him as the fifth member. He could be the enforcer. Yeah, but look what happened to the Hurt Business. We made the fatal mistake of starting to like them, so we had to have our dreams snatched away from us. Um, you know, um, yeah, the Hurt Business indeed. Okay, so we're moving over to stunning question number two. And David, my question to you is, is it time for the WWE to cut bait with Sasha Banks? Good question. Good question. The problem is, look at the bigger picture. Would she be better served elsewhere? Would she be better off in AEW, maybe New Japan? No, I don't think she would. She's certainly not going to be challenging. Well, she might get a title match on entering AEW, but is she going to hold the belt straight away? No. But she's now screwed in WWE because whatever happens, begging the barrier, she's not getting near a title anywhere soon, even if she stays with the WWE. So she might as well just sort it out, go elsewhere. Basically, I respect what she's done. I know she's not liked in the locker room. I, you know, you, re, you can read, you can read all the, the the backstage stories. Take them with a pinch of salt, or believe them. It's your choice. Um, I, I think there's always somewhere between the two stools, and she maybe isn't like that much backstage. She maybe has an attitude, but she's talented. And at the end of the day. There aren't that many talented women out there. There's a lot of women out there, but none of them are as talented as uh, Sasha Banks. I don't know. I think her standing up for herself has screwed her. So she's certainly not got a place in the WWE. If she has, it's going to be being buried. AEW, maybe. I'd love to see her go to New Japan. You know, I've got a feeling that maybe Hollywood would be the better option for Sasha Banks at this time because I feel like you do. I don't think she could come back to the WWE and mend that bridge and whatever happened. Now, we don't know their side of the story yet because up to this moment that we're recording, they haven't said much at all. Neither her or Naomi have come out and said anything about the situation. So, with that being said, I feel like the WWE really did a misservice by going, like, first thing on SmackDown, going like, hey, these two ladies did us wrong by not showing up, and we're going to talk about first segment. And you can see Pat McAfee looking into the camera going like, I'm not going to sign a co-sign on this. Yeah, 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 good point. Um, now, uh, Holly, Hollywood, yeah, might be an option. Is she that good? I, I don't know. Um, it, it will be certainly interesting to see how it plays out, that's for sure. Well, I feel like she has enough of a name brand, and the fact that she is cousins to Snoop Dogg, I feel like she has more doors possibly opening for her, just for the fact that who she is and the time she actually did say in the WWE. <laughs> I feel sorry for Naomi because basically she's rubbish and she ain't going to get a job anywhere. Yeah, I do feel sorry for Naomi. I, it's interesting because, I mean, she, I've been wondering why they didn't put her in the bloodline with like her husband and the rest of the family. Because that could have been an interesting story take because that faction could use another member. Yeah, 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 good point. But they've got all the gold, mate. Don't forget that. Exactly. They do have all the gold. We'll talk about that in another Sunday question coming up. Oh, right. Okay. So, David, my third Sunday question for you. Out of these three possibilities, who are you more interested in seeing Roman Reigns battle this summer for the (laughs) WWE title? Because WWE kind of let it leak that Riddle, Orton, and Drew McIntyre are the next three opponents for Roman Reigns. 
Yeah, well, you know why they're you know why they're pushing Drew again because they've got this big show in Cardiff coming up. Incidentally, WWE great ticket pricing policies. You dicks! Unbelievably expensive prices for Class at the Castle. Um, really playing on the fact that they're going to sell a lot of it because um, they've tried to sell it not as a house show but as a major TV event, which is a glorified house show. Um, I've had a lot of stick on social media for calling it that, um, and I've got into arguments with everyone. You know, everyone's happy they're just coming and will pay hundreds and hundreds of pounds to sit, you know, in the bleachers. Um, which, in fairness, is a decent stadium. I've been there many a time, but hey. Anyway, but back to your question. Um, I think they're the three obvious ones. It does tell, though, the rest of the supporting cast where they sit in their plans. Um, so they're not going to be pushed anytime soon. But yeah, I've, I've got no problem with that. I'd like to see Randy Orton get the belt again, to be fair. David, I'm right there with you, especially after coming off the loss they had against the Usos and the fact that Roman cost them the tag team titles. I feel like there's another title run for Randy Orton, and I love to see this Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns because I feel like he's one of the few people who could actually defeat Roman Reigns. Yeah, yeah, one of the most, yeah. I mean, Drew, for size and, you know, history and what have you, but they've buried Drew. They really have. Since he's lost the title, they've they've not done him well to keep him in now to bring him back, so they're going to have to build Drew up for him to have any, you know, any believability um, as, as a title contender. But, yeah, I agree with you, Randy. Randy could challenge at any point in his career, and you believe that he, he could win. He could win the, you know, win the belt. Now, Matt Riddle is an interesting choice, and I feel like it's the freshest of all the matches. Yeah. But I feel like right now, with where Riddle's at, do you believe he's going to beat Roman? Because I don't. No, I don't. No, no, no. I think it's utterly ridiculous. I'd sooner, do you know what? And you know I'm not a huge fan. I'd sooner see Cody in that picture rather than Matt. That's interesting you mentioned Cody. So, stunning question number four of the week. How do you feel about Cody's first month in the WWE? Not hideous. As good as it, as good as he could have hoped for, and then they announce. But then, at the end of the month, they announce that he's not one of those, you know, or gets leaked that it's not one of the. He's not one of those three, and he should be if they're pushing him right. I'm not saying he's going to beat or win win the title. I think he's going to be an intermediate title holder. Um, but no, he's. Uh, look, at the end of the day, I'm not a Cody Rhodes fan by any stretch of the imagination. But he's very, very good in the ring. I've never, ever said anything other, and no one who's heard me on this podcast can say that. He's a technician. He's good in the ring. I just think sometimes his ego gets the better of him in real life, and he thinks he's something that he's not. And I think genuinely he does that. But, however, in the ring, he'll put on a, he'll have a good match with anyone, and he would have a good match with Roman. Um, and, again... He could go for the title, and I believe, yeah, they could put the title on Cody, and he could carry it for a few months. They're not going to, but no, all right. He's done all right. David, he has done all right. I just wonder what the future is going to hold for Cody, because he did have that U.S. title match where they had to work their way out of it because they didn't want to defeat Fury. Yeah. And he has had two really awesome matches with Seth Rollins. But I'm ready for him to face somebody else besides Seth Rollins. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And, I'd uh, agree with that. And you can see that they built the whole Money Night Raw around Cody. Because every week you can see the Cody counter to the moment he comes on TV. And I'm t 
tired of the Cody counter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. again, it's, you think of the saturation. One of the reasons that the crowd turned on him in AW is because he was shoved down, shoved down at your throat. You know, he was on every week, and it doesn't work like that. We said many a time, he's one, this is before the Danielson and Punk, Punk turning up, he was one of the biggest names, save him for the pay-per-views, save his in-ring for the pay-per-views. But they didn't. They had him on every week. And WWE are going to go down that same stretch and that same mistake. I agree with you, David. I feel like we're getting to that point where we're going to go reverse back to where the fans are starting going to have a mixed reaction to Cody, and we're literally going to be back where half the crowd boos Cody, half the crowd cheers Cody every time he comes out. Hundred percent. Okay, so stunning question number five for the week. What were your thoughts when you saw the two people they selected for the own heart jokers past week's episode of AEW Dynamite? Um, well obviously it wasn't who I expected and predicted. Um not a real issue with Johnny uh Johnny Elite. Bit disappointed, but not a major issue. Uh Makiito, she can go away and when she gets there, go away some more, and then when she gets there go away again a third time because I know that was like what why and no not for me not for me at all I'm actually glad the Morrison Joe match didn't go that long and obviously they're now setting it up or is it a big tease for Kylo Riley Adam Cole in the final we're almost going ring of honor old school where um Kylo Riley finally dethroned Adam Cole um, a final battle to win in, uh, the Ring of Honor title. So it's obvious those two can put on a good match. Um, I don't know. I've got a funny idea it might be Joe Adam Cole again. David, when I sat down this past Wednesday night and I saw Samoa Joe come out for the first match, I'm going, okay, this is going to be cool. In the back of my mind, I'm going, this is going to be Samoa Joe versus Miro. And we're about to, ready to have a awesome freaking hoss fight. The music hits. I know it's not Miro's music. And I see Johnny Impact. Now, I like former John Morrison. He's a good athlete. He had a poor performance here. I feel like maybe he ain't had enough ring time since he left the WWE because he was just a smidge off on some of his moves. But he was a better Joker than the women's Joker. If Diego <laughs> was going to be the women's Joker, it's like you went to school without doing your homework. And you're sitting in the bus hall and you're just scribbling down answers real fast. And you're turning in like after five minutes of work. I feel like they could have done a better job to find another Joker. Yeah, 100%. All right. And, and interesting to see where they go with Joe now. Because, obviously, as we said, if it had been Miro and Joe getting defeated by Miro, Joe wouldn't have lost anything. Does Joe lose something if he gets beat by Kyle O'Reilly? This is the question I'm asking. As for John Hennigan, John, you know, I, um, I've got no... I, I've got no major drama. He is a name. He is a draw. He got a response, which is what they wanted. Um, I'm glad that he didn't go over. He didn't, Joe didn't put him over. I think it was just maybe a one-off. Maybe he'll be back. Maybe he won't. I don't know. I think that's possibly the same with Damo. It's interesting, actually. They've made this Owen Hart's men draw really interesting because you genuinely question, is it going to be Joe Cole or is it going to be O'Reilly Cole? Either way, you've got a good story there. Exactly. I feel like the Men's Own Heart Tournament has the better running storyline. Now, the addition of Chris Statlander into the Women's Tournament, I kind of enjoyed this new Statlander, and I like to see maybe... I don't think she'll get past Britt Baker, but I feel like no. we're going to Britt Baker versus Tony Storm in the other side of the final. I, uh, yeah, I, 100%. 100%, and that'll be awful. And that's not because of Britt Baker, because he's got someone who can't wrestle in it. 
I have to say, you're right about Statlander. I, I watched I watched Rampage this morning, and Statlander Red Velvet. Statlander's improved. Um, I have to say, considering Red, Red Velvet is is about as helpful as as hemorrhoids in the ring. And Statlander did well. They showed her off well because they accentuated what she could do rather than what she couldn't. So yeah, I'll agree with you on that. And my jury's gone out with her, with her a little bit. But yeah, we are. There's no two ways about it, Sean. You're bang on. We're heading towards Storm Baker, and it won't be much of a storm. Well, hopefully this is just them reheating Britt Baker up for possibly seeing whoever comes out of the women's title match at AEW Double or Nothing, and we have this feud between that new champion and Britt Baker. Yeah, 100%. Okay, David, standing question number six. <laughs> I'm going to NXT 2.0 because you remember when we were so highly pushing Braun Baker? Apparently, the WWE writers for NST 2.0 have decided that we're going to rain on David Sean Parade because Joe Gacy has basically turned Braun Breaker into a freaking dork. Uh, again, you've done it rhetorically again, my friend. You've got to stop putting in the stunning six questions, questions on NXT 2.0, because you know it upsets me. You know it sends me off into a Sunday afternoon rage and wanting to kick the cat and shoot the dog. It's just awful television. You could have the best wrestlers in the world on that show, and by not any means you haven't. But they're being written for, like, I, I don't get it. Hunter must be either killing himself, sat on his sofa, or wanting to throw things through his telly. I'm not sure which one. But you're right in what you said. You've answered it. It's they've, they've had, They had a genuine star for the future, and they've ruined it. And that's all I'm going to say on it, sure. Okay, so Braun Breaker beats this guy, cleans the whistle... Yeah. At their last big show. But on their social media, the guy's two Drews kidnaps him. And we don't see where they take him. And he's only off TV for like a week. And he walks out and he's not pissed off. I'm like, I was waiting for maybe the two Drews to appear to be, oh, Breaker got the one up on JC and his bronze uncle and his dad and the three of them was going to beat the freaking heck out of them. Well, it's almost like a brainwashing old angle, isn't it? It's it's just, you know, you've got a kidnap. Wrestling needs to lose the kidnapping angle because, you know, it's just rubbish. And this is rubbish. And they've ruined a potential star, a talented young lad. Um, and and what, But the thing is, when he comes up to the main roster, they'll forget about it ever happened anyway. It was just like on a minor show. But hey, it is what it is, and it's, it, it's rubbish. Well, David, I hope people forget about it when he comes up to the main roster because right now, Braun Breaker needs to be drawn up to the Monday Night Raw or SmackDown, and a reboot needs to be hit. It really does. Yeah, it really does. Well, since we talked about some garbage that was NXT 2.0 this week, allow me to cleanse your palate before we go to the Churchill Cup because I got five great matches from this past week of wrestling. It's RFPW's Top 5 Moments of the Week. Okay, David, I'm going to start back on SmackDown because RK-Bro versus the Usos for what it was, was a pretty decent match. And I felt like it advanced the storyline that we're going to see over the summer where Randy Orton or Riddle could be the challenger for the world title. Yeah, um, yeah, I can't, I can't argue with that. It was a decent match. You have got four, you've got three and a half decent wrestlers in that match. And it did at least do some storyline work. So yeah, can't argue with that. 
Okay, my fourth favorite match this week was Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura from the same episode of SmackDown. It was a good opening match. The crowd was into it. I was into it. And as Nakamura was walking up the ring, the bloodline was coming down, and I realized Shinsuke should be another one challenging Roman for this title. There's a whole big money-making match that they're missing. Yeah, do you reckon? At least he got name-checked on um, uh, AEW television this week. Um, which was quite funny. Yeah, it, it didn't catch me like it did you. That's how I put it. It wasn't bad, but it didn't grip me like like it did you. So well, that's fair enough. That's why we're different. Okay, so number three was Carmella Hayes and Trick Williams versus Cameron Grimes and Sokoa from NC 2.0. Probably the only match you need to go watch this week from NC 2.0. It was the very first match, and it advances the storyline for the North American title. I don't care. Get out of my podcast. Don't okay. Care. okay, my second favorite match of the week was Kyle O'Reilly versus Ray Fence from AEW Dynamite. This match was freaking good. And the fact that Kyle O'Reilly was able to show Fence's talent off, but yet cut him off and made sure to get the victory. It was just a excellent match of a high flyer versus a Matt Technician, and a Matt Technician won. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Um, you've redeemed yourself for your previous choice. Fair, fair, fair call with that. Okay, my favorite match of the week came from NST UK as we had the loser leave the promotion contest between Dragonoff and Jordan Devlin and somehow Devlin maybe felt sorry for him when he got cheated out of the title because he actually won it. Yeah, yeah I, I, I had a gut feeling you might be going to... When you, when you announced you were doing your five favorite match of the week, you could always rely on NXT UK to give you something decent. And this was, you got two excellent performers, but a good storyline enhanced. It's just a pity there's no one there to watch it and really appreciate it. Um, yeah, good choice. Can't argue with it. And I got my fingers crossed that Devlin's going to progress and not NST 2.0. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be criminal. I can only imagine what NST 2.0 will do with Jordan Devlin. It's scary. Well, ironically, prior to you with what you just said, prior to you, um, us recording, I was just working my way through Progress 134. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking for... I've got no... I mean, it's, it's a long show, this one. Um, although I, I've already seen you know, the, the storylines and the results and the twists, and I'm not going to spoil it here unless Sean tells me I can. Um, yeah, it's... All I can say is Spike Trevay, I is the best heel in wrestling, the wrestling world, bar none at this point in time. And I include MJF in this, and that's a big call, I know. But Spike Trevay is wonderful well david without going into spoilers i feel like the summer in progress is going to be one of the best summers of british wrestling we have seen in a good while yeah looking forward to super strong style um over our jubilee bank holiday um because we've got a big bank holiday for her majesty um the german uh the german queen um <laughs> sorry that was an in, in uk joke there um and progress have very cleverly put their super strong style weekend over three days over that. Um, I'm not going to tell you again, I could easily spoil things, but I'm really looking forward to those shows because you know that certain storylines are going to be carried forward as well as the tournament itself. Well, David, we have come to our main event and I'm looking forward to retaining the Churchill Cup as we preview AEW Double or Nothing. It's time for the Winston Churchill Cup. 
so David, coming into this cup defense, I'm leading you two to one after our so so performance from the WWE pay per view. So I will once again allow you the first pick. And I'm going to take that first pick, Mr. Sean. Thank you very much. Um, and I'm going to start with dum 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 the singles match for the AW TBS Championship, and I'm going to take Jay Cargill um, over Anna Jay. I do believe that you're going to be correct in this pick, and I'm happy that you took this off the table where I didn't have to select my beloved Anna Jay to beat Jay Cargill. <laughs> yeah, you see, I'm just a nice bloke. Okay, so I'm going to go straight to the preview match as I'm going to take Hook and Danhausen <laughs> to beat Sterling Mart and Tony Nese in a match that should be highly entertaining and highly evil. Yeah, I mean, we we, 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 we. Hook, Hook is brilliant. Um... Tony Nice is is very good, um, but then then we there's going to be some comedy elements, and we both love Dan. Just he's just brilliant, but that, that obviously he's a little bit like Marmite, as we'd say in over here in the UK. But I think that's a great choice for the uh, the dark match on the previous show, and I agree with your um, selection. Um, I'm going to go in to my next choice is I'm going into the Owen Hart Cup final tournament, even though the final is not decided. And I'm going to say Adam Cole wins. I do believe that Adam Cole is going to be the winner of this men's Owen Hart tournament. To me, it's the only one that makes sense here. I don't think you want to have that Kyle Riley versus Adam Cole match just yet because... We're really just introducing the Super Elite to everybody in AEW right now. I do believe it's going to be Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe in the finals. And Debbie, you make a, a good selection. So I'm going to take the Women's Own Heart Tournament match as my next selection. As I believe it's going to be Tony Storm versus the Dr. Britt Baker. And David, I'm going to turn heel here on my Tony Storm love here as... I take the good doctor to gain the championship here as she's the own heart cup champion and she'll be the next person to challenge for maybe the TNT title or the TBS title. It'd be kind of interesting if they took Britt Baker to the TBS title. Yeah, I, I, I agree with all of that. Um, uh, yeah, fair, fair, cool. Right, what that? I'm going to go. I'm going to carry on in in order. We're going in order at the moment, um, and I'm going to take Thunder Rosa to retain over Serena Deeb. David, I agree with you. There might be a 5% chance that Serena Deeb wins this title on this card, but I feel like it's too early in front of Rose's run to get her away from the title. And AEW has been really protective of the two top titles. It's yes. not the TNT title where it flips every week and they destroy it. Yeah, no, I agree with you, mate. Um, yeah, 100%. For me, Rosa, Thunder Rosa returns. Well, I'm going to break the street here because... I'm going to go down to the seventh match card as the Jericho Appreciation Society faces off against oh. the Backpool Combat Club plus Eddie Kingston and LAX. And I'm going to roll with William Regal because if I did it, they'll come here and beat the heck out of me. <laughs> you see, this is interesting, this one. I, I agree with your choice. It, it, there's no way that the Jericho Appreciation Society should win this match. I've not enjoyed. Although... Jericho's promo on Wednesday was gold, absolute gold. Obviously, in agreement with Moxley and, and Regal that they could he could bring up that their past, but that promo from Jericho was gold. He, he out promoed Regal, which is not to say Regal was bad, but he out promoed Regal. He was brilliant, but. He's back up in 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. They don't do it for me. They look weak. They don't look strong. You know, when he had um, uh, Santana and Ortiz in the back, you knew he got two legit hard men. 
Um, so it has to be. Any other result than the Blackpool Combat Club going over in that is just stupid booking. So I agree with you entirely here. Um, but I'm going to go step back one. The three-way tag match for the AW World Tag Team Championship, I still think... Jurassic Express retain because I think they're building to a match with the Bucks. Um, and because I can't see Team Taz or, Pe- or um, Keith Lee or Swerve actually having the title. So I'm going to go Jurassic Express to retain. You know, David, part of my heart wants to see Ricky Starks and Perhal Hobbs be the yeah. team that wins these titles. And I feel like they would do something with the titles more than what Jungle Boy and uh, Lucius Rose has done with them. I feel like these titles on a Hill tag team would be better because this face run with jungle express they haven't done much and they haven't been really challenged by any hills really and if one or a few times they face off with um the young bucks the young bucks make them look like dorks yeah but that's because the young bucks were probably right in the segment um but yeah um that's how i feel i feel the books are going to win heading back for the title belts again i unfortunately think well, I'm going to go down to the six-man tag match between the House of Black and Death Triangle. And I'm going to do one of your picks. I'm going to take Death Triangle to beat the House of Black. This is an interesting one. This is the one that I really, really can't call. And it's it comes down to when you really can't call it, it's, it's like who can go, who can lay down and still retain a little bit better. And I think that that's Death Triangle. So I would have probably gone house of black here but that's a real 50 50 one for me um but that's yeah so i can't argue with you i'm gonna go and you're getting the main event here's a quick warning for you you're getting the main event because i'm gonna take the hardies versus the books and the books go over just because i think they're heading back towards the world tag team titles i I think it's pointless putting it on the hardies again so the 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 books need the momentum I mean, the Hardys already said that this is kind of like a farewell tour for them. So I do see them letting the Bucks have the first victory here because you could literally come back to this match in the fall when they're doing yep. their all-out pay-per-view and have the Hardys get their win back. But at the moment, the win for the Bucks would be better because it would fire up the Bucks and they could run the whole summer going like, hey, look at us. We beat the Hardys. We made them obsolete. What I can see happening, Sean is somewhere like All Out, and I agree with you here slightly, and I can see a three-way for the World Tag Team titles, which gives the Hardys a little bit more respite with with the Jurassic Express, but the books have got more cheating ability when there's the fact that there's six wrestlers in the ring, and it gives them chance to sneak the title, and I wouldn't at all see that surprising, but yeah, the books have to win this match, I think. So, David has graciously left me with the AEW World <laughs> title match as it's CM Punk versus Heyman Adam Page. Now, this could be a 50-50 coin flip because yep. the question is, has Adam Page done enough in his run so far that he can afford to lose to CM Punk? You look at this, CM Punk would probably be a better champion coming out of this match, and there's more options to who he can face than Adam Page. So I'm going with CM Punk to beat Adam Page. I agree with you, but only by a slight margin. What you 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 bang on in what you say is, who what do you who do you see 
as the next number one contender, no matter who wins, no matter who they decide is going to go over, who do you see as the next number one contender? Now, I see it being Adam Cole. And then a punk Adam Cole feud, I think, would be quite good. Because we've already had a couple of Hangman Adam Page and Adam Cole matches. So I think punk Adam Cole moving forward would be a brilliant way to go for AEW. David, that's how I see this turning out here. Now, we could be totally wrong, and they actually give the win to Adam Page, and a victory over CM Punk being clean would be a big feather in the cap that is Heyman Adam Page, and AEW has the greatest job in its title run for Heyman Adam Page. No, 100%. Yeah. Uh, I agree, which is why I think I'm favoring Punk ever so slightly. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was the Churchill Cup and your preview for AEW Double or Nothing. And David, I might be all in. <laughs> Mate, I'm due now. I, I am at the point that, you know, I've been gracious in, in that you have had the cup for a while. Possibly your longest spell. So I must be due. Tony, get a Ring of Honor pay-per-view on. I need the cup back. Wait a minute, Ring of Honor, what's that? There's no such thing as Ring of Honor. Yeah, there will be. Well, David, before we go this week, why don't you tell the people what's coming up this week on Family Youth Radio? Thank you, Sean. Um, 7 p.m., the alternative music show. Hopefully, I'll be back with Monday Morning Money Matters in the morning, Monday morning, 10 a.m., and subject to contract negotiations because there are things going on at the studio at the moment and next week. We may be back with the Rock and Roll Wrestling Show on Tuesday, or we may not. Keep your eye on social media on mine and Sean's Twitter and the Radio Free Pro Wrestling Podcast pages and Twitter and also the Rock and Roll Wrestling Show on Fenland Youth Radio Facebook page. Well, David, until we see everybody back here next Monday for Radio Free Professional Wrestling, I may decide to walk out. No, no, I'm kidding. I'll be here next week. So, David, why don't we tell everybody have a steady start to the week? Ladies and gentlemen, always a pleasure, never a chore. Um, my name's been Dave, and Sean's not a bore. Ladies and gentlemen, until we see you next Monday, have a stunning week, and don't worry, I'll still be your Churchill Cup champion. This is Sergeant Arms of Christina on behalf of the guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please head over to Apple Podcast and leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next time, the liberation continues.